Welcome to, to Blunts and Bravo. This is the show where we get super duper high and then we talk about our favorite Bravo shows. That's right. And today we are talking about the Salt Lake City reunion. Part one. Woo-woo. I have to be really open and honest. I am not used to being this lit this early in the day. Yeah. So we're trying something new that, yeah, was not me agreeing that uh, I have never been that high this early in the day. I am always <laughs> this high this early in the day. But we are trying to live record these earlier. We're trying to be humans instead of recording at three o'clock in the morning and then not waking up until two in the afternoon. We're actually recording at 420. Yeah. Maybe we should tell them who we are. Oh, shit. We forgot again. We, uh, well, I'm Rhonda. I'm Tish. <laughs> and we forget this part every time because we are genuinely high. Yes. Sorry about that. Let's keep it moving. Okay. Like we said, it's Salt Lake City reunion part one. Okay. Uh, Do we want total s- thoughts of season. Okay. I thought that, uh, for a short season and for a rookie season, I enjoyed it very much. There were some people on the social medias who didn't. And, you know, I guess this stuff is all subjective. But I had a good time. I thought certain parts of it were okay. It was interesting, the transformation I had in regards to first impressions on people. And then at the end of the season, having some of them flip for me, mm-hmm. which was very awkward. But I mean, not unheard of. I w- We went in hot and I thought Meredith was fantastic. And now she kind of comes off as phony and boring to me. Yeah. Um, we thought that Brooks was going to be an exciting addition and that we were looking forward to his confessionals. Yeah, and we they ju- would be fun and funny. By second episode, he was annoying we're as like, hell. Like, oh, this fucking guy. Yeah. Like, it was weird. Um, I didn't like Heather and I actually do like Heather. By the end of the series, she really uh, kind of got into her stride for me in the second half, more mm-hmm. than the first half. And I don't know. It, yeah, it was okay, but I still feel like it was not, I don't know. The the trips or like lack of trips we're kind of used to like a nice spa hotel vacation and then a is, nice resort or they leave the country yeah and they and just they went to that. vegas and they didn't even really in my opinion have like a baller time in vegas but okay, that is also so because here's the deal jen brought ready? the guns out i didn't even remember they went to vegas i while you were talking i was thinking about i know they went somewhere where did they go and I all I can remember was the ski the, trip the not even that the fucking spa on the rocks and it wasn't even all of them that was just three yeah, of them that was the only one I could think of and I was like wow so in that case yeah and hmm. the thing is that it can't even really be because it was COVID because this was recorded in 2019 before COVID lockdowns happened they just I don't know if maybe they didn't think that this might not go very well and so they didn't give them the big trip but it seems kind of chintzy <laughs> yeah they're like uh your budget is fifteen dollars. <laughs> Make it work. They were doing forty dollar a day. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, we should probably, if we're gonna go into the reunion, we should talk about the fashions. 
Okay. So, well, what did you think of the dresses, first of all? You know, I don't know. I, I know that sounds so weird to say, but I kind of thought that the champagne color that Heather and Jen wore is very flattering, mm-hmm. first of all. Meredith's breasts look great in that dress, but yes. I don't necessarily enjoy the color of it. Okay. I think the red is beautiful on Whitney, and unfortunately, I think Mary looks like a hot mess. Well, I mean, it's Mary. Yes. So Mary looks like Mary? <laughs> yes. Um, on brand. On brand, Mary. Let's see. Lisa Barlow's dress is pretty. I didn't, I was indifferent to it. It's pretty inoffensive. It's, you It's know, because it it's had. It's gold. It's a one shoulder dress. It's like, no, all right. It's Lisa's not bad. Lisa's dress not had to be inoffensive because Lisa's just offensive. <laughs> well, I guess we'll get into that in a bit what i want to know what poor fox had to die so mary could have this feather thing around her neck when did foxes get feathers did i say feathers first yes. sorry you said feathers I, i'm sorry i do I, i'm high leave me leave me alone <laughs> okay so yes the the wrap of whatever it was you know fox feathers <laughs> fucking call me out um (laughs) i didn't like jen's ponytail i think with but i think that's because her face is already kind of like pulled back it kind of severe already and then she had like a high and tight pony and it it was not in my opinion a good look for her i think she should have worn it down okay i see that i did not think she looked bad and she does have that kind of villain from um, Emperor's New Groove going. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Is it Zima? Oh, I, I can't remember. And I don't want to fuck it up. So Emperor's New Groove, you guys know what we're talking about. <laughs> Hang on. Are you going to look it up for the fine the in- to the internet? I was right. It was Zima. <laughs> Uh, we want to be accurate. Yes, yes, we do. It's just funny. We could have said Rita Repulsa from the <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. She she could be there too. That was her, that's Rita's day look. That's her day look? Yeah, before she goes to work being a supervillain. What else? Oh, I liked Meredith's hair a lot. That kind of uh, blob. Blob. The wow. blob. <laughs> blunt. Not blunt yet. <laughs> You're jumping ahead. No, no, no. Did you think it was just boring? Look, I think that Meredith always looks great. She's one of those girls that looks perfect all the time. Mm -hmm. She has a very classic look that she goes for, you know, and she does it well. I think some people would say that she's that cool girl that everyone wants to be friends with. But I think that once... You start watching and seeing her, you realize that there just might be an empty void inside. Oh. (laughs) Like, I don't know if she she does sometimes show emotion. Yeah. But she is so guarded that you, she comes across phony. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. And I think that has kind of tarnished my thoughts on her. That and the fact that she lets her kid fucking push her around. Yeah. I mean, I've got a 17 year old daughter. If she told me not to be friends with someone. She's 18 now. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you hate me? I can't even with you right now. I am just starting with the episode. Okay. Everyone arrives. It is that behind the scenes look that Bravo has really kind of adopted and fostered Mm -hmm. in the beginning of the reunions where you see everyone come in with no makeup, looking dragged as shit, and then they're in the glam. Andy goes in there and, you know, is kind of already stirring stuff up, asking Meredith about, you know, her open issues with Jinshaw. Andrew Cohen stir things up? I 
know. I know. It It's weird and unusual, but there it goes. The show starts, and the first thing I notice is that Lisa and Meredith are not sitting, quote-unquote, next to each other. I mean, everyone's six feet apart anyway, but usually they put the allies on one side, you yeah. know, on either side. Lisa's actually on the other side. Yes, I was surprised to see that Meredith was sitting next to Whitney because yes. I thought I figured that the two closest to Andy would be Jen and Heather, but I thought the next two would probably be mm, well, probably like I still it was Whitney be- where she was and Lisa where she was, but swap Meredith, Meredith and Mary. Yeah, that's what I would have thought as well. And it was really weird that Mary was on the same side as Jen. So I'm not sure why they chose that seating. And so she could yell at Jen more directly. Well, I would figure if she was at the end of the other opposite side, it would be like a straight cut to scream at her and you could actually look at her without having to turn your head. Maybe she was concerned about being across the way and on the end that she would have to scream at Jen instead of just, you know admonishing her. I have my first complaint about Andy Cohen and it might not even be his decision but I blame everything on Andy now. Fair. I thought it was interesting that they made those women fly to New York City to do the reunion when there's multiples of them and there's only one Andy Cohen. I mean I know that there is crew but they had crew in Salt Lake City before. Yeah. Why did they make them travel and put themselves at risk on an airplane to get to New York City? I wonder if that's the first First time a reunion like a cast from uh the reunion has not been held as the same city well yeah well i think that potomac women had to go to new york this time around too i think he's making them all come to him which i think is bullshit it's more opportunity of exposure that's just me i'll google that but later fucking andy okay <laughs> uh let's keep going uh andy does his introductions he asks lisa if god is still cool with her selling alcohol and she says he is and he asks if she prays about it and she says yes and that God just keeps gifting her with people buying more of her alcohol. Amen. Mormon Mm 2.0. He of course brings up stripper poles for Whitney. Yeah. But I also have talked about how I'm over Whitney and her stripper poles. Heather got a DM from Rihanna. Yes. That was actually really sweet and cute and she was so excited and Lisa Barlow looked like someone had smeared shit underneath her nose. (laughs) I'm, I want to know what Lisa, like her eyes were more open or like, you know, like on the show, her eyes are really like small and squinty and they were more, I'm like, did she get her, did she get her eyes done? Maybe she had a different makeup artist. Maybe. Like maybe she got a makeup artist and she might've just been doing her own stuff before. The makeup was not good. So I can believe that. Yeah, I'm thinking probably that. Okay. Maybe this first season, unless you're Jen Shaw, you didn't have a makeup team. (laughs) Mary still has no idea how many homes she owns. There is a certain amount of quirkiness that can be considered cute or endearing. And then there is an ignorance that runs deep. I truly do not know how I feel about Mary Cosby. I don't either. Like there's times where I think, oh, she seems like a really nice person. And then there's other times times where I'm like you didn't have to say that yeah and I know that she's like oh well you know I whatever comes into my head I just say it and that to me feels like a cop-out yeah once you're a grown-up that's not an excuse anymore (laughs) 
But you saying that, not when you're a grown-up, if you watch her, she acts like a kid a lot of times, even with her facial expressions when she's shocked or kind of how her mindset is when she talks about things. We'll get into it, but I noticed that she contradicts herself often in the exact same sentence. Yeah. And it makes it seem like she doesn't know what she's talking about and that she's disingenuous. I'm constantly in a state of confusion when it comes to her. They go to Jin and she says that she's going to be Zen Jen. And, you know, not to give too much away, in all honesty, she kind of was. Like, she kept it under control. There were several times where I was like, all right. This is when she's going to give it to Mary. And that did not happen. Yeah. Meredith's only comment is that she's wearing her own jewelry. Which, surprise, surprise. I had read an article previously that said she only went on the show so that she could advertise her jewelry. Yes, I uh, read that article as well. And also heard some rumors of the separation storyline with her and Seth being BS. Just for the show that they had already had their separation and made up. And... And are just we're just redoing it for the show see i hope that's not true because that's lame one it's lame and two how do you trust someone who could do something such as that like it's just you're on a reality yeah, show if just, your life is not they could have made a whole story about the fact that before the show had started they were having a lot of marital problems but they've gotten back together and now this is their new life together mm-hmm. that could have been the storyline and it would have been better if the fact is they were already together they said some things that were hurtful yes and i it's hard for me to imagine that that's true because she was like teflon sometimes when he was talking to her i don't see how that wouldn't have brought up more back issues um i don't think that her eyebrows were letting her show any emotion they were just so heavy they were so heavy Heavy with sadness. I did want to say, before we move on, Uh I appreciate that Mary understood how bad her wigs were because I spent a lot of this first season going, how does she have all this designer couture off the runway, but her wig is askew and has no visible part. And like, she should have $1,000 lace front wigs that look like it's grown out of her fucking scalp. And she dropped the ball. She did drop the ball. And I thought it was interesting too. That is one of those weird contradictions with Mary because here she is she doesn't know how many houses she owns here she is with all her designer couture clothing and yet she can't get her wigs together and that is such a contradiction it's like if you're living this lifestyle why don't you have this part of your life in order it was um hurtful to me well she said it was hurtful to her (laughs) as well to see herself with such bad wigs well we agree all right let's go into it they start off with kind of a highlight reel of some of the season. So it starts off with, you know, Lisa talking shit about Whitney, about being on the stripper pole, and Jen talking mild smack regarding Brooke's one tracksuit that he did a whole fashion show around. They talk about the two thumbs up emoji. <laughs> That's a weird, the only note I wrote about that was two thumbs up in a text is a weird fuck you. Right? Like, I would have just left it on red. I mean, isn't that the ultimate fuck you? Or just say in the middle finger if you want to flip somebody off (laughs) or just say why are you talking to me i mean Mm -hmm. but thumbs up means fuck you i mean look i can't do the okay sign either because people have ruined it because of the racist now i can't do the thumbs up because it means fuck you is nothing safe anymore yeah you can't play the circle game either kind of looks the same sorry 
It's a sad time we're living in. A sad time. Well, you know who to blame. Yes. I did not realize, even though I watched the season, how much Heather likes meat on a stick. Listen, it's convenient and delicious. I'm not, I'm not dissing her. I just did not realize that she liked it so much and that there were so many instances that I don't know where I was when I was watching the, the season. I was like, wow, she really does like meat, meat sticks. Meat sticks. Meat sticks. Meat sticks. Uh, Andy starts with a lot of viewer questions. Did you notice that? Yeah, there were a lot of cards. There were so many cards. A viewer asked if there was still a large swinger and polygamy community in Salt Lake City. Lisa, of course, immediately jumps in and says no. But Whitney uh, says it's not really polygamy. And then Heather contradicts her and says there's polygamists everywhere, which is true. Yes. I'm not saying that's not true, but that Whitney explains that the polygamy was part of the Mormon church but Whitney says that there is a large swinging community in Utah Andy asks if it's Mormon swingers she says yes Heather tries to say that it's a way for Mormons who have never been with anyone else to experiment sexually and says that it's a way to do Mormon 2.0 which offends Lisa and I this is a weird thing for me I actually uh, don't believe in Mormon 2.0 it's like you follow the religion or you don't follow the religion Uh, yes there are shades of gray but that is you know like your own issue that shouldn't be a church issue so it is kind of crazy yes I'm sure there are Mormons in the swingers group there's people of every kind and creed that do things that are supposedly looked down upon yeah when Heather um, broke it down like that I was like oh that makes sense Meredith is asked how she felt seeing Jen write disparaging remarks about Brooks on social media and what Meredith says is that she was upset about it. Jen says she wasn't being mean, that it was one tracksuit and anyone would have called him on that, which is 110% true. We did. Yeah. We didn't even know him. It was one tracksuit. It was one tracksuit. The funny part of that is Mary's like, oh yeah, but no, they were different. They were like, there was the little ribbons that were different on each of them. I thought, bless bless your heart. Bless. (laughs) Like she was trying really hard to make it seem better, but it just in its own way made you realize that, yeah, it was one tracksuit and it was the laziest fashion show you'd ever seen. It kind of reminded me of that that scene at the lunch um, when they go skiing and Mary's trying to bring everyone together and it turns into this whole fight and she's like, oh God, what happened? (laughs) I also did not like... Okay, so they talk about um, Jen attacking Brooks on social media. And Meredith is like, you know, he saved his own money to make this fashion line. I'm like, okay, I hate when rich people do this. Like, he saved the money that you gave him. Because he wasn't working. Because he wasn't working. He wasn't even in school. So he saved the money that you gave him or that he gets from his trust or however they do it. Yeah. And nor is he a child. He is like 2021, not 2021, 20 slash 21. I got what you meant. Yeah. I'm there with you. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This again goes back to, look, kids act the way their parents allow them to act. Mm -hmm. You know, Meredith allows Brooks to act entitled, to act overly privileged, to tell her who she can and can't have sleepovers with. That's her choice, but it does unfortunately look a certain way 
certain way in regards to her. Mm-hmm. Jen was asked why she threw a party for Meredith's birthday and then made it all about her. Uh, she basically says that it, she wasn't being self-absorbed. She just thought it would be fun to add some of her cultural elements into it. And Meredith says it's her party and she was hosting it. She could do it however she wanted and that she didn't have an issue with it. But the issue she had was that the day the party was actually Lisa Barlow's birthday. And she had told Jen that she would have rather had it be a party for the two of them. Yes. I did not know it was Lisa Barlow's birthday. Yeah, I don't know why they did would... not bring that up. Yeah, like why editing. is that unaired footage? Yeah, and they do show us unaired footage of Lisa telling everyone. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. And I get that. And also uh, a little bit of love for the Shady Bravo edit because they showed this huge cake that was made for Meredith in this little tiny itty bitty cake that was for Lisa that no one ever saw because it was unaired footage as well. And then a part of me was like, oh, that's so sad. And then the logical part of me came in and said, but she doesn't eat cake, so she wouldn't eat it anyway. I'm actually going to give Lisa some points for going to someone else's birthday party on her birthday, knowing that it wasn't what was being celebrated. I don't know that I could do that. I get that. I, I would feel a way. I think that the only reason why she did go was because it was Meredith's and it was being filmed. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that she would have done that for anybody else but Meredith. I don't know though because she's being filmed. Like they were filming on that day. Mm, true. Well, we'll never know. Very, very true. But yes, it was very shady not to uh, to bring that up or to celebrate it. Bravo. Do better next time. You're trying. I don't understand why they um, don't want us to really get to know these women. I don't understand some of the cuts that they make sometimes in the editing I process. I agree. I agree as well. You know, in that same conversation, it ends up turning into a Heather versus Lisa thing. And, uh, you know, Lisa starts going in on Heather and talking about the fact that Heather uh, was actually the one that was ignoring Lisa. Uh, again, another shady Bravo edit because when it was shown, it looked like Lisa was dissing Heather. That's exactly what happened. Roll footage. <laughs> that was kind of crazy to see. Um, And I don't know why. And, and maybe for some reason, you know, we were so embroiled in, in Potomac. I really started paying attention to edits. Mm-hmm especially in regards to what they're talking about in reunions because they never let us know that it was Lisa Barlow's birthday that day which would have actually given her a little more grace because you'd have been like oh it's her birthday and she's here being cool with Meredith getting a party thrown for her it also would have I don't know it would have made her look a little better she does enough to make herself look bad but (laughs) it would have made her look a little better and also I really feel like the editors went in to try and put a narrative out in regards to Heather to make Heather look like the victim all the time of Lisa when in all actuality the two of them just don't like each other and they're both shitty to each other all which the time. is funny because I mean that that'll be jumping ahead a little bit but I think they want to be friends I think they but they can't like Lisa can't hear anybody else 
when she's angry. So. Lisa doesn't hear anybody else ever because it is all Lisa all the time. Yeah, true. Poor Whitney. We found that out with the bartenders. Yeah. Uh, they ask Whitney how she felt when she saw uh, what Lisa had said about her and the stripper pole and asked if she thinks that Lisa's jealous. Uh, Whitney's response, I think, is pretty accurate. She said that it's not jealousy. She just thinks that Lisa likes to think that she's better than Whitney. Absolutely. And that it's a way for her to look down on Whitney. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is 110% true as well. The funny thing is that Lisa's like, you know, it's not appropriate for her to be dancing like that in front of Sharif. But again, we see uncut footage that, you know, there's Lisa Barlow doing a split in front of Sharif as well. Yeah. And Jen was like, it didn't bother me. I was helping her while she was dancing. You know, it was like Lisa was finding a reason why Whitney was a bad person. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because they have that conversation and Whitney brings up, you know, you've called me a lot of names, you know, and Lisa's like, what names have I called you? And Whitney said, you called me trash. And Lisa's response was, (laughs) oh, right. She's like, I called you trash once and I'm happy to explain why. (laughs) You still called her trash. And she took no account of, I mean, she's like, I said it, but just because I said it doesn't mean that it makes me look bad. (laughs) Wrong. They asked Mary that while she claims that she is a fashionista of the group, what was she thinking when she wore the green Christmas tree dress? Because her taste is just designer. It's terrible. It's terrible, but it's just, is it expensive? Is it a brand name? I'll take it. Yeah, it's not so much even the look of it. I did think it was hilarious that, you know, when they asked her about it, she had to say that it was Valentino. She had to mention who the label was and that she's like, well, not everyone can pull it off. Not everyone can fit in it either. Which was like shading all the other women of the, about their size. Oh, wow. I didn't even pick that up. Yes. I was like, wow, Mary. That was one of those moments. I'm like, Mary, you're kind of a dick. Yes, she is. And we don't know how to feel about it. Yeah, I can't figure out if I like her, if I don't like her. And it seems like this whole web that was spun for her during the season was not even accurate. We'll get into it. But let's let's try and stay out Uh, On the outline. (laughs) How many pages do you have today, Tish? Uh, eight. Eight? Yeah, I think about eight. Okay. How many pages do you have today? Um, I have uh one page front and back. From your small From my, notebook? Uh, let me see. Does it say how big? No, it doesn't. It's like a five by seven. If that, maybe a four by seven. You know. You know. And just so everyone else knows as well, there's like open lines between wow. topics. Wow. Calling me out. The attack of the century. (laughs) So we go to Jen's video package, right? Yep, we sure do. Uh, It shows that she feels like she looks like she could be Black Diamond. I don't know what that means. Because I googled it last night. And Black Diamond is just like a really steep hill. And it's like one of the most dangerous hills to ski down. So is she saying she looks dangerous? I didn't. After I googled it, I was like, "I I don't get why she made that i okay i'm just really glad that you said you didn't understand it because i didn't understand it and i was about to be like all right i'm totally ignorant what well the first mean? time that she said it i was like oh like what is black diamond maybe it's like a resort in aspen or something like that and so yeah i looked it up and i'm like okay this is not at all what i was thinking <laughs> 
It also showed her mourning the death of her father and the issues that she feels in regards to her husband Sharif being gone away a lot of the time, leaving her alone. And also at the end, it shows that conversation that she had with Sharif where she admits that she's pretty pissed off at him that he was at a game when her father died. Which I got to give it to her. valid reason to resent somebody. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Andy notices that Heather was getting emotional when they were watching the video, especially when Jen was talking about her father and her father dying and he asks why that is and she says that her dad passed away in April. Yeah. And Mary said that hers did too. Yeah. And then Lisa was like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. So I was hoping that Lisa had already said it to Heather. Had said it to Heather. Yeah. Because I had down here, I'm like, you know, Lisa says she's sorry to hear about Mary's dad, but she doesn't say anything to Heather. And I thought that really looks shitty. Yeah. One of the least favorite questions that I always have was asked by a viewer. Oh, the plastic surgery? The plastic surgery question to Jen. I don't know if Jen is the oldest one there. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to look that up because I want to see if this is maybe something Andy does and doesn't realize that he always asks the oldest person on the cast about plastic surgery Hmm. because last time it was Karen and she is the oldest person on the cast. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to look that up. I'll get back to everyone when I get the answer. She says she she really hasn't had any plastic surgery done on her face except for a nose job. And that was because when she had her sons, one of them as a baby threw its head back and broke her nose, which can happen. (laughs) I'm talking from experience. I didn't get my nose broken, but there were several times where I thought that I was going to die from my baby's head. Babies are dangerous. Yes. And what what nerve? The nerve to be dangerous. And they can't even lift their own heads or they they can't even walk. They need us to feed them but they're going to abuse us yeah it's fucked up if you ask me with violence start another show about that no After Jen says what she's done, you know, she says she does a lot of fillers. The question was asked about the knee thing that she was trying, she was talking to Heather about having done. And Heather said that the two of them collabed and that there is now a treatment yeah. <laughs> uh, for knees so that your knees don't look so old, I guess. Uh, they then kind of go around the table a little bit and ask about plastic surgery. I guess the only one that really answered that was Whitney, who said that she's done Botox and fillers and that she has recently had her breasts lifted, but that they are still her breasts. Holler. They look good. They look great. Jen's asked why she needs four assistants and what they do besides doting on her. I am really glad that someone asked what Jen Shaw does for a living. Agreed, because I did not know exactly what she did. And she is, uh, well, I don't know. This is going to go well, but she's behind the targeted ads that you see. She's evil incarnate. She's evil incarnate. You know, when you're having a conversation with your friend and you're like, you know what? I'm super hungry. I'm hungry for chicken. And your friend's like, yeah, chicken sounds great. And then the two of you later on are on social media and every ad on your social media is chicken. That's her. That's Jen Shaw's job. Jen Shaw did that to you. When you're scrolling through Instagram, you're like, oh, that looks good. Ooh, what's that? That looks interesting. That's Jen Shaw. Let me just say. (laughs) 
I did have a question in regards to this. So basically, you know, her direct marketing company gathers data on people and sells it to other corporations and ads and stuff, which is like cookies. Yeah. So is Jen Shaw the cookie monster? Wow. Wow. Don't. Uh, Jesus. Uh, I'm a funny bitch. Uh, on that note, I'm going to take a hit. Okay. While I let you recover from that, let's take a hit and then we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. You know, a question from a viewer is brought up to Jen asking, because Sharif isn't a head coach, why could he not be there for the funeral? Mm -hmm. I think this is a very valid question. Jen deflects it, I feel. Um, she says that it's because he's not a head coach, which is why he couldn't take the time off and that he needs to be out scouting all the time. I don't buy that. Yeah. Well, to her, she made it sound like the assistant coaches do all the work, all the actual work. And I can see that and understand it. But at the same time, it was a funeral yeah. for immediate family. And how would he not know that she needed him to be there? But it also goes in and talks about the fact that what has happened in the past that would make her feel like she couldn't communicate with him, which I think is a very valid question. Yeah. And she doesn't really answer it. The only thing she says is that because of the fact that he's not home as often as she would like, that when he is home, she doesn't want to inundate him with issues. She wants him to come home and be happy that he's there. And she feels, therefore, if she speaks her mind, that he won't feel that way and might make him not want to come home. That says a whole other set of problems. Well, I understood when she was like, if he's only going to be home for one day that week, it's tough to be like, hey, glad you're home. Here's all the heavy shit that we haven't talked about in a few months because you're never around. Okay. I don't understand that. And I say that because... Well, it's an avoidance tactic. It is for sure an avoidance tactic. But there has to be a reason why she feels she can't talk to him. Hopefully that has changed now. I, I hope so as well. That question immediately goes into another viewer question asking her as a woman in her 50s that she sure throws a lot of tantrums. Which was shade as a woman in her 50s. Because she's shady. She's like 40. She's not even 50 yet. Yeah. And I get that. I relate, Jen. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> Hold on to it, man. You know, they talk about that first, but then, you know, Mary speaks up and says that she is always temperamental, especially with her. Yeah. And, you know, that's not entirely false, that whenever her name is mentioned, Jen sort of triggered, and Jen and Lisa both disagree about that. But, you know, Mary says Lisa told her that she talked to her and said that she wondered why Jen gets so crazy whenever Mary's name is mentioned. And Lisa then tries to talk over her, which is Lisa's M.O., we we watched it happen in the argument with Heather and Lisa. The two of them talk all the time and neither of them stop. Like neither of them are listening to the other person. They're just talking over them. Mm -hmm. And Lisa accuses Heather of doing it, but Lisa does it a lot too. Oh yeah. Whitney and Heather say that Mary does absolutely trigger Jen. And Jen says that it's the hospital smell comment that triggers her and not Mary. And Mary disagrees. Because we, it, didn't we get another um, Shady Bravo mom? montage of her oh yeah of Jen flipping out every time Mary's name is mentioned yes 
they asked Heather if Chen had ever apologized for the fact um, at that 20s party that Whitney held that Heather got Jin in the car mm-hmm. to leave. And Heather says she hasn't. And immediately Jin Shaw's like, oh, I apologize for that. Yeah. And then I think all of us were looking like Andy at that point. Like, Who girl. had troll face on for sure. She's like, are you for real? He's <laughs> like, it's been a year. Why have you not apologized? You know, especially if, you know, she is supposed to be your friend. And, you know, Heather says that she's shocked that Jen is not saying what a great friend she is and does all these stuff for her. And Andy says that, you know, it's been a year, so there's not a reason why there hasn't been an apology. And Jen says that she watched the show and she can understand why Heather felt like she was kind of pushing her aside. And, you know, Heather's like, basically, you tried to trade up for Meredith and Lisa. Heather's loyalty and her honesty. I also appreciate the fact that no matter what these women are and who these women are, she's still trying to be kind. Yeah. You know, and that is not something we see a lot of in any of the housewife franchises. I mean, let's be honest. I hope this process does not make her jaded. Uh, Which sadly kind of sounds like, according to some of the women, that the person who's been most affected by the show is Heather. Mm -hmm. So I hope that this doesn't become a... I wonder if that's less of a sort of ego thing and more of the she was the breakout character uh, or the breakout housewife of the season. I also wondered as well if it was the fact that Heather was a little meek and a little mild when she went into this and you could see as the show progressed and maybe this is part of the reason why I started to like Heather. You could see her self-assurance rise. You could feel her start to feel comfortable in her own skin Mm -hmm. and that came out and a lot of times when a person flowers like that you're gonna get some haters that don't like it because they're not the mousy one that they got to boss around before. It must be so frustrating for Heather because she will literally tell Jen exactly what to say and Jen will be like oh you know I'm sorry I got it. She's like no I want you to say I am a good friend X Y and Z like literally just parrot what I said back to me and be sincere about it. And I'll be happy and I'll be happy and I'll forgive you and it'll act like it'll never happen. Yep but Jen won't do it. She doesn't get it. You know, Mary pipes in because, you know, Heather's like, I'm a good friend to you. And what Mary says is, you choose a friend that's a friend back to you. If you're a friend to that person, they should be a friend to you. Basically saying, stop being, stop telling your friends how to apologize to you. (laughs) Yeah. Stop being a footmat. Not a footmat. Yeah, a foot mat. Like, stop letting them wipe their shit off your shoes before they Doormat. walk into the house. Doormat. Yeah, now I got I'm it. high. Give me a break. Whatever. But yeah, I do think that, you know, Mary's telling her, don't be a doormat. Stop letting her walk all over you. And, you know, I really got to give it to Heather when she's like, okay, I see what you're saying, but I want to be a kind person. Mm-hmm. I want to give grace. I want to be better. Yeah. Look at you, how far you've come from our first episode. You're like, I don't don't like her. And I'm like, 
Just you wait. It's funny. We did talk a little bit about before. You know, I was full on team Meredith and I didn't like Heather out of all of them the most. And by far, Meredith is not the worst. But her eyebrows were. (laughs) But she is. Oh, and that one wig she wore in the confessional that didn't have a part and that was uh, like really shiny too. It was very shake and go. Remember the confessional where she has the blue top on? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the viewers question again and ask Jen how she feels about Brooks telling Meredith that she couldn't be friends with Jen because she doesn't know how to control herself. And Meredith was like, he did not tell me that I can't be friends with her. But he totes <laughs> Your did. Meredith impression. <laughs> It was spot on, right? Actually, it had a little too much emotion. Yeah. yeah. It would have been like, Brooks doesn't tell me who I can be friends with. That's so false. You have to sound a little more nasally and annoyed because it's her children now. And she she turned from, what was she, simmering on five? And then she went up to a six and a half when uh, Brooks got involved. So, you know, you got to put that in your voice as well. It's a process. Jen said she was hurt and shocked and that she didn't realize that he had felt that way about her. And, you know, at this point, I feel like Meredith's in full-on damage control because, let's face it, she knows that Brooks told her she couldn't be friends with Jen, and it was embarrassing. I am so confused because from, I don't know if you remember, but from like the confessional, Jen made it sound like she was so close with Meredith's kids that she considered them her own. And then you go to the episode and both of those kids are looking at her like, Jesus Christ, where did this woman come from? Also, in that sense, she says that she's so close, but yet Heather has been like, you've just become friends with Meredith. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think that Heather has a point. I do think Jen thought she was trading up for Meredith and Lisa, and Jen's never going to fit in with Meredith. I, it just dawned on me right now. Like this whole time I've been like, Lisa Barlow looks down at all these people. Meredith looks down on all of them, including Lisa Barlow. You think so? Yes. Why do you think that? I think that because Lisa was the last to know. Oh, about the separation? About the separation. And that we, being said. Which is still... I can't believe right, how exactly. hard she took it. <laughs> right. So I think that if she was as close to Lisa as she said, why would she tell Jen and not tell Lisa? Yeah, true. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there that's just really weird. I, I do. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Meredith right now. It's really bummed me out, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. When they talk about that as well, Meredith talks about how Jen is a big personality and that uh, and brings up the kicks. Now, here's the thing. If were there other kicks that we did not see? Um, I don't know. All I remember is her on the couch. She was, I think, wearing like a skirt or a dress and she um, was holding, holding it down. But also she turned completely away from them so that she was kicking above the back of the couch and they were both off to the side in the front. So I don't see how she flashed them her vagina because I sat and looked at, okay, first of all, before we get any further, the SLC vagina gate was the stupidest storyline. Yeah, I took no I, notes. I, I was going to say that was so dumb. The only thing that might have 
matched it was the good time girl comment. (laughs) We're getting so much mileage out of the good time girl. So I just don't remember unless there was stuff that they did not show us because if they showed it to us, we would have seen maybe her or maybe it's so stupid that um, our brains just decided to get rid of it. It could be. I also do think that Brooks has an elitist attitude and Jen is not calm and she's not classy enough. She's not classy enough for him to be nice about. I mean, we saw him be shitty about so many things that anyone else would have been like, Example, fashion show. He was late to his own fucking fashion show and he wouldn't pull his shit together. And his attitude was, it's me, they'll wait. Yeah, I'm like, you are having a fashion show with one fashion. Yeah, there, there's a lot of entitlement there that I do not see with any of the other kids. Uh, I thought Lisa it was Barlow a little bit, but not as much. That um, after the show, Brooks goes on and, you know, guilt Seth into like, wow, I can't believe you. He didn't show up for my big debut of my one outfit. Like you, you were late to your own show. Yeah. And you weren't, there was no urgency. Uh, The other part of this topic that came up that I found very interesting is that Well, first of all, Jen said that the reason why Brooks was upset that night had nothing to do with her. It had to do with the fact that he had caught his mother smoking a cigarette. And that's why he was mad. And then Meredith turns around and flips it on Jen and says, well, you took video of me smoking that cigarette. Yeah, which uh, I also took no notes for because who cares? I think uh, I cared about the implication. Her implication was that Jen films them privately so that she can have blackmail blackmail material. material. Okay. And that's why I was like, that's quite the, uh, insinuation there yeah all right well that, i hadn't thought of it that way i'll be honest the when we watched the show the first time we were high what and i hated it i hated it i couldn't follow because they were all yelling and talking over each other oh yeah so when i did the second view i did it sober and took my notes sober but it still stands that watching it sober was still not fun because of all the talking on top of each other yeah no one there were a lot of questions that didn't get completely answered because there was deflection with the yelling and the talking over each other or mary mumbling for a girl who has so much to say she mumbles and it drives me insane what does she mumble everything she just bumbles so when they're talking over each other and it's really weird because it seems like heather and lisa have the same frequency so they cancel each they other out do. okay so it wasn't just yeah, me no i was like oh wow huh okay yeah like i was like watching the prompter of what they were saying because i could not hear either of them it was like rah, 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 rah. and then mary is like <laughs> and i'm like for fuck's sake enunciate you speak for a living why are you mumbling it was a moment you know they asked if the other woman sympathized with Jen now that they know why she's acting out and Mary says she just gets attacked and no one seems to say anything to her about it she brings it back to the fact that the two of them don't like each other and the comment is like low-key shitty when she says it because it was actually about Jen and that she had pain and you know and had the woman if it kind of changed their outlook on how things went now that they understand what she was 
going through. And Lisa calls her out on it. And low-key shitty, Lisa calls her on it and says that, she, you know, she checks on her. And Mary turns around and says that she doesn't. And here's the thing with Lisa Barlow. Lisa Barlow is Lisa Barlow's biggest fan. If you don't think Lisa can do it, Lisa will tell you she can do it. And how everyone loves her while she's doing it. Because everyone loves her because she's amazing. Yes. Okay, so the thing that she says to Mary is, Mary, if you knew how kind I am. (laughs) And it totally just captures Lisa beautifully. Like, she'll be the first one to tell you how kind she is because no one else will because she's not very kind. See, I thought that whole part was just hypocrisy in action because you have Lisa going on about how great she is and which, I mean... Good for her. She's confident. Yeah, we get into that too. She's bold, whatever. In fact, we're going to go into it right after this, actually. Okay. And then Mary is like, you make people feel less than. And I'm like, Mary, you're, you have the nerve to say this when we saw your congregation damn near trembling in fear once you returned. Well, what's funny is that Mary ends up telling Lisa that, you know, she jumps in whenever she shouldn't and to mind her own business. (laughs) Mary has some great moments. She does have some great moments. And then she continues to talk and ruins them. Nine out of ten times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next thing we do is go into Lisa's montage. And you can tell from the look on her face, she is not living for it. Like she is uncomfortable. I think this season's been pretty hard on her and that she has been told things she does not want to hear. And what has made it worse is that fans have told her things that she does not want to hear and she can't do anything to change their mind. Mm-hmm. It starts off with Lisa talking about how awesome she is. And it's great because the look on Whitney and Heather's face during this. Because they're showing the montage and then they have a little cutout. And they're showing Whitney and Heather and they're having a hard time not laughing. Just braying laughter at her because she looks ridiculous. (laughs) And I understand that feeling because I would have done the exact same thing. I would have had a hard time not laughing. Yeah, it looked like, uh, oh, church giggles are the worst. Right? Um, you know, they show the clip, another part that was really funny, and I wish they had actually shown her face besides showing Whitney and Heather's. And that was when, uh, Jen was talking to Heather and Jen said that Lisa was Mormon 2.0. And as Heather is walking out of the room while she says it, she says more like, uh, she's more like Mormon bullshit. Yeah. And Whitney and Heather actually did laugh at the reunion during that part, but I wanted to see how Lisa handled it. And they didn't show it to us. I'm sure she didn't like it. You know, they also show the conversation between uh, between Lisa and Whitney at the party in regards to the bartenders. And it shows Whitney also tell Heather about the threat that Lisa made about Whitney in regarding to spreading rumors about her. And Lisa is so uncomfortable. You can see that she's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so Andy starts in right off the bat with a viewer question. They ask her about how her kids couldn't reach her during Sundance. And what if there was an emergency? Basically tagging her on her parenting. Mm-hmm. And her excuse is, well, my... My husband told me not to worry about it. And I have a hard time not understanding someone who does not have enough techniques to be able to self-evaluate because she looked like a terrible parent throughout this whole season. Like her kids were an afterthought. And so she starts to get kind of emotional about it. But the things she's saying in response is she's a fucking narcissist. And it's so 
obvious, allegedly, um, because of the fact that when they bring it up to her, she's like, my kids love me and they're proud of me and think I'm a great person and they love me and people love me. And I'm like, okay, that's great that they love you, but that doesn't mean you're a great mother. And that was her response was that my boys love me. Well, that's great. But what it came down to is you left them at home with a nanny and okay, that's fine and good, but your life is so busy that you couldn't pick up a phone and have a five minute conversation with your kid? It's Sundance, babe. She doesn't have time. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. She, she looks really bad. She's doing things. And I wrote down here, she's a narcissist and I won't mind if she doesn't come back next season. Spoiler alert. Yeah, bitch is coming back. Andy asked Whitney if she was a swinger, which couple she would swing with. Um, It's kind of funny, um, you know, and they're talking about all the couples within the show. And Whitney says Meredith, but she doesn't want Seth. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Lisa's called out on her better than thou attitude because it is off-putting. Yes. But, you know, people love her and she just wants everyone to know. She actually got, um, she a did lot of get... people were team Lisa at, on this reunion. I don't get that. I There was one moment where I felt there was some sincerity and I really felt like it was because she knows she looks bad. Mm-hmm. And she, this is a situation that she can't maneuver out of. What, the parenting thing? Uh, just with being a bad person. Uh, the fact that she's holier than thou, that she's treated the women, some of the women very poorly, uh, the way that she's treated Whitney and the things that she said about Heather. Mm-hmm. And she did get, you know, kind of, of teary about that. But before that happens, when asked about her better than thou attitude, Lisa says that she's not, doesn't feel that her attitude is off-putting at all. She, in fact, she said that she's very comfortable with herself. She's like, I did great. Yeah. And then she goes off about, you know, how great she is again lisa's number one you know whitney asked her if that means she can't be nice (laughs) yeah mary told her that she came across snobby and it seemed like she had a stick up her butt asked what she takes from what lisa says that she's open to constructive criticism and lisa says she's direct and that could come off as cold sometimes and and whitney says she's the queen of delivering with an underhand because she'll give you a backhand compliment yeah. You know, and Whitney says that she might not mean to come off that way, but that's how it's landing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is where Lisa kind of starts getting a little upset. And she says that, you know, Lisa says that Whitney's wrong and that people just love her. Again, I, it's in my notes. Again, <laughs> how much people love her. And then Whitney and Heather tell, tell her, like, look, you like to tell us what you are and who you are and what you're about, but you don't show us that. Oh. So she talks the talk, but she doesn't walk the walk. You know, Mary breaks in and says that, you know, she's a confident person as well, but she doesn't make people feel less than. And Lisa argues with her about this. This is the good, good, good line. Mary's like, I do not. Who do I do this to? And she brings up Jen. And she's like, but Jen and I don't like each other. And then she goes, well, you act this way with your congregation. And then Mary pulled her switchblade out and it was fantastic. And Lisa broke a glass bottle and it got very interesting. Don't talk about my church. No one's bringing up your alcohol. She knows how to throw a zinger back. She does. And Mary says she's not confrontational, but she's gonna speak her truth. And she says that, you know, everyone needs to work on themselves. And Mary asks Heather and Whitney if, uh, you know, she's ever treated 
them less than. And both of them say no, but of course, Lisa... No, Whitney didn't even get to say anything. She was like, well... And then Lisa jumped in. And she's like, you're just... You just got your hand up her ass. And I was like, you know, Mary... You know, Heather says that Mary can sometimes be harsh, but she's never dismissive. And now we know that dismissive is the trigger word for Lisa because she can't handle being called dismissive. I am not dismissive. Stop saying that word. She was very upset about it. You know, Meredith is brought into the conversation for what she thinks. And she says that, you know, Lisa could tell her the exact same thing in the exact same way that she tells Heather and Whitney and that she's not going to be offended about it. And I had a hard time not saying out loud, well, that's because you have no feelings. Lisa gets asked the question of why she got so angry at Whitney regarding the bartenders. And she gives this, this is one of those moments, man. So she basically says that the bartenders didn't work for her, that they were contractors and that she recommended them to Whitney and that she paid for one because they're like $2,000 a piece. And then insinuated that Whitney couldn't afford to have a bar or bartenders. Yeah. And Whitney was like, I can pay for my own bar that's that's not the issue she kind of talks about the fact that lisa was like you know a gift and blah 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 and she basically says i offered for that opportunity to happen because i was women trying to help women and that she was support other women unlike bethany and that she was actually reached out to her not because she needed the gift but because she thought it would be good publicity because she knew the party was being recorded Mm -hmm. for the show and then Lisa, help a sister out. Lisa says that's not true and it goes back and forth and then sadly Whitney brings out this piece of paper that's supposed to be a receipt but I guess the copy is so bad that Andy can't read it. Which like come on girl you can't go on national TV with faded receipts. Right? I And I the didn't way she that. pulled it out of like, "Oh yeah, you want to talk?" and Andy's like, "Uh babe, this this isn't clear." They then move to Jen and Jen's asked if Heather and Whitney are painting an incorrect picture about Lisa. And, you know, she says that Lisa has a big personality. That's like kind of a buzzword for them. Big personalities. We've got, we're a bunch of big Big personalities. And that personality hits differently with everybody. And there, then all I hear is a bunch of dog chipping. In fact, I had a moment of <laughs> imagining. Of Pomeranians? Yeah, like each seat had a Pomeranian and they were all yipping at the same time, except for one, which wasn't a Pomeranian. It was a, a like a full poodle. And that was Meredith. She was a full grown poodle, not a mini poodle, like a full grown poodle. And she never spoke. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of them were little Pomeranians that are like yip 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 and then you have the two Pomeranians who are on the same frequency so their barks sound the same yeah it's so weird yeah it is so weird I'm glad you brought that up because uh when I was watching it and taking my notes I was like okay I know I'm high but am I that high and now I have confirmation that no they just they have like this I don't know what it is their pitch is something yeah Heather finally you can hear her through all the yipping and she basically ends up saying that it's not just them that if the rest of America feels this way about Lisa Barlow it isn't because the two of them are painting it they're watching it on the show and Lisa can't hide who Lisa is yeah although uh the any cyberbullying that Lisa got because of the show is really whack y'all don't know these people yeah that's go outside I know we still got Rona but like please 
please go touch some grass. Well, I was thinking about it even in regards to Potomac because we had a conversation about Candace saying that everyone was commenting and dropping in her DM saying she's a bad person. And it's like, I watch these shows and enjoy them so much that we have a podcast. Mm-hmm. where we talk about them. But I would never write to them or DM them or comment at them and tell them what terrible people they are. I don't normally get on the internet to tell people that they're terrible people. Yeah, and I would never like at one of them on social media. Like who, what? I don't get it. And I don't understand that level of fandom. And we know that sometimes fandoms can be toxic. Oh. God. But I mean, the, there is a level here that it's like these are real people, and I don't understand why people can't understand that. And, and why I you can't understand that you are seeing an edited version of events. We have to condense this seven-hour party down to forty-five minutes so that we could have a show. Yeah, you don't have all the details, but why you're... would you? Add... Yeah, leave I, these I don't people know. alone. Why would you DM them like your opinion is so important? And you need to tell them how you feel. They don't know you. Yeah. You know, Heather says that the way that Lisa has treated her has been traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa turns around and says the way Heather has treated her is traumatizing. And <laughs> Whitney says that she doesn't normally speak her mind, but that she is ready in regards to how she feels about Lisa. And she says that she's manipulative. She's dismissive. She's mean. And that she does it on purpose. And then Lisa then accuses Heather and Whitney to get Meredith so that they're no longer friends. Yeah, which I didn't understand. And goes back again to why are they not sitting next to each other? Maybe we'll find that out in uh, a later part. I hope. Uh, Andy tells Whitney and Heather, actually he asks if uh, they ever want to be friends with Lisa. And Heather says that she doesn't want to be enemies and that she wants to champion Lisa, but that Lisa makes it really difficult. And Lisa, this is where Lisa gets a little weepy. Jen says that Lisa says she's misunderstood. And Lisa is constantly telling people how much people love her and that she tries with Heather and, and she tries to call her and that and that Heather won't answer the phone. And then she said that, you know, she gets DM'd and it's because of how Heather has portrayed her. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair at all. I think that people DM Lisa because of Lisa. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, they might be fans of Heather, but it isn't because of Heather. It's because of how she acts. Now, this again goes to she shouldn't be getting DMs. Right. At all. I can only see her blaming Heather if the DMs are attacking her with things that Heather has said. I don't think that, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I have not seen what these DMs look like. But in all honesty, I had wondered if Heather is getting blamed for how Lisa looks because Lisa cannot look within herself to see that she has any faults. So it has to be someone else's fault. Mm, Probably. I mean, we saw how well she handled being told that uh, bartenders who we found out don't even work for her. So it makes even less sense why she went that hard at Whitney about it. Exactly. I don't understand that at all. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. But you know, my therapist says, don't try to make sense out of other people's nonsense. Word. Word. And that is where it concludes. All right. 
Yeah, that was the last thing they talked about. And then, of course, next week will be uh, part two. I see why the reunion went like two hours over because nobody got a full answer out. They probably had to wait behind and like re-ask all the questions. I don't mind a certain amount of bickering in my reunions. Yeah, we expect them. We expect it. But I took a break from New Jersey for a season or two. And I took a break from Beverly Hills at one point. And I took a break from New York. And each one of those times came at a point in the reunion where they all just yelled for the whole reunion and nothing was able to be talked about because everyone talked over everyone else. Yeah. And I was like, why am I watching this? So you can see all the screaming. It bothers me that this is their first reunion ever. Mm -hmm. And this is how it is. Like, I really hope it gets better. They had a lot to say about those 13 episodes. Boy, howdy. (laughs) So uh, now that we have decided that we're going to do mostly reunion shows, we did think that instead of doing gossip per se, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that these are around forever and, you know, you might not be listening to the most current time time thing that we're now going to talk a little bit about the other shows that we're watching but we're not doing recaps we're doing highlights so currently we are watching dallas which premiered yep uh we are watching atlanta bolo (laughs) we are watching new jersey and we're watching summer house yes that is the docket currently so let's start with atlanta because it's been on the longest Mm -hmm. i We have just hit the episode where it is Cynthia's bachelorette party and there is a very well-endowed male exotic dancer. Bolo. Named Bolo. I mean, Bolo. I have to say I am not very prudy, but I clutched my pearls several times. Several times. During that episode. Um, That what that, that definitely is going to be talked about in reunion. Listen, for sure. when he, when they, the camera showed him in the box and you could see just the print in his pants. I personally had, I think we paused the episode because I had to take a break. I mean, it was a lot to... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. Pun pun intended. (laughs) It was a lot. I have to say so far for the season, Breakout, it's a fantastic season for Portia. Yes. Fantastic. It is uh, fascinating and I feel really good about the journey that she has taken because I used to not like Portia at all. What a roller coaster. Right? Her arc has been from starting on the show being like kind of meek and and not that cerebral. Uh, I was going to say cerebral that's nicer and you know didn't want to go to a strip club or whatever oh, yeah, in vegas because she's like my husband wouldn't like that and now she's like well then she went through her whole phase as most people do when they're right. in I, a I, relationship hey, like okay that. wait a second i wasn't judging her i was just saying she was she went through a whole phase yeah and then she looked like she was gonna settle down and now that you know she's single again her putting herself out during the Black Lives Matter movement and going out there and protesting and even during quarantine, it has been fascinating to watch her progress as a person. Yeah. As soon as they got rid of Phaedra, she became a better person. <laughs> Which, um, yeah, they're still friends. So I, I don't know how, but... I don't either. I think that the uh, haterade, you know, deservedly goes to Kenya, who's just so uncool. Ugh, that... 
that whole thing like we know it's a reality show they clearly didn't set things off until production left a little a little backstory candy has a bachelorette party for cynthia they're on a girl's trip and they asked production to leave so they could have a private be able to let their hair down yeah dungeon style bachelorette party yeah and so they covered up cameras and so forth and uh yeah they were clearly trying to let loose have a good time they made a point of turning cameras away of covering cameras up so the fact that the next day Kenya's like, mm, I heard sex noises. What's what's going on? I'm like, okay, you're you're being shitty. You can ask that off camera. Okay, so here's the deal. I think that either she gets a bonus for stirring up shit being on the show because <laughs> this situation especially is very uncool. None of the girls are appreciating it at all, at all, and she looks like an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's that, or I don't know what's happening with Miss Thing's finances, but maybe she needs this show. And so she's making drama because she needs the paycheck. Mayhaps. I mean, I, those are just two theories. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm just saying I can't see someone being this fucking uncool and then think that women are going to want to film with her. Well, I mean, they, they'll probably still film with her, but they just won't do anything fun. Yeah. So, uh, Atlanta's been fun. Uh, Dallas is next. I don't know how I'm feeling about Dallas this season. I don't know how I'm feeling about the season. I know I like Dr. Tiffany. Yeah, she's growing on me. She is, uh, very awkward at times, which is bringing the funny into Yeah, because it's like, it's a pure kind of thing. She's trying, she's been in, like, school and working her entire life. She's trying to have fun, and she's kind of awkward at it. So, uh, that's kind of fun to watch. Um, Carrie... We need to switch Carrie's out. Carrie, um, whatever her name is, can go, and we need Carrie Duber back. Yes, bring back Dube. Dube, 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 Dube. We started Summer House. That would be next. I'm a little uptight. With Luke? Oh, no, I'm not even getting into that yet. Oh, okay. Okay, first of all, the premise is very different. Usually that show, they work in New York during the week, and then they have this beautiful house in the Hamptons that they stay at on the weekend because this was filmed during quarantine. They actually brought the whole cast, got them an even better house, which I thought was kind of hard to believe, but they got a better house and they're going to stay together nonstop for six weeks. Party. And trying to work during the week. It's going to be terribly wonderful. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give it a terribly wonderful, but I do have one little problem. That um, Lindsay deserves a sandwich? Well, there's that. Okay. But uh, my problem is that just before Summer House started, Paige and Hannah, who do a podcast together, um, had a little bit of controversy. Yes. With their uh, Giggly Squad Facebook group and um, saying some kind of suspect things on their podcast. There was some racial undertones. Yeah, it was kind of colorist. They also have a really bad reputation for bullying on their page as well. And, you know, they've said some very off-colored remarks. And I guess what really bothers me about this is they just fired half of Vanderpump's cast because of things like this. Mm -hmm. Why did they get the free pass? Because it was already filmed. And that's fine, (laughs) but they could go 
in and say they're not coming back next season. Well, if why they, does Hannah if they still do, get to do? They'll probably wait until the end of the season. To say okay, that. but why is Hannah still getting to do the talk show with the four other ladies? Good question. I think there's some double standard that is happening. I think because it didn't make a big stink. If you hadn't already been in those on those websites or what have you that were talking about it, you didn't know about it. Okay, but that can also be said about, I'm not saying so much about uh, Kristen and Stassi, but more about the two guys that got fired. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard anything about them. And then all of a sudden they were fired from something that had happened five years before. Yeah. I think, I I just, um, I think that there is, that there's something hinky that's happening there. And I get it that they'd already filmed it and they were going to be the stars of the upcoming season and blah, blah, blah. But you're still basically rewarding them for being assholes. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to re- reward those other assholes, why do these assholes get rewarded? New Jersey started. Oh my God. They uh, came out guns blazing. Ugh. They were like, you, we know 2020 was hard. So let's just fill you with life. Yes. You know, here's the thing. I've enjoyed Atlanta. I feel like Atlanta has a lot more serious undertones happening with it during this season, mm-hmm. especially what was happening during current events at that time. And I understand that. Dallas, I'm not feeling, which makes me sad. Mm-hmm. I expected more from Salt Lake City than what I got. The hype was too much. They hyped it too much. Okay. And now I got Jersey though. And it's just pure everything I want. <laughs> Like there is your healing energy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, finally, I, I thought maybe Potomac was just so good that it was going to blow everything else out of the water. And I would have to go through seasons of bullshit until the next season where I said, no, we had to Jersey- extend filming for three more weeks because there was that much drama. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of it. I'm living for it and I'm so excited by it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pumped about Jersey. In fact, us deciding to do reunions, the only thing I'm sad about is that we're not doing weekly summer houses and we're not doing weekly jerseys. I don't know. If if Jersey keeps on like the premiere episode was, we might have to break that rule. <laughs> It's just so good. Uh, Probably what can happen, though, is that I think there is a period of time between reunions and we can talk about it then. Okay. All right. So that is everything that we are watching. And now it is time to just do our blunts and bravo. That's right. We still haven't figured out a name because I last episode said I did not want to give blunts to bad people. What's a shitty blunt? It's got bad stemmy weed in it, we decided. And if some people are really bad, then the weed falls out before they can light it. Maybe we could just give them resin. That's a harsh smoke. It is but they will get higher. Yeah, I'm like, that's still kind of a reward. Yeah. (laughs) Huh. Okay, so basically what we do is we pick someone within the Bravo universe who we think has done something good. Um, The BCU. (laughs) (laughs) And then we talk about someone in the Bravo universe who is not doing so great and should get better at what they're doing. Yes, or just like life in general. I was going to say, even if that meant breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Do better. So how about you tell us who our Bravo is this week and I'll do the blunt. Okay. So um, we are actually breaking protocol. I know we just told you that the Bravo is for somebody in the Bravo Cinematic Universe. Wait, 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 wait. I told you our workaround for this. 
They play that one movie with this actress in it all the time when they're not doing their own stuff. (laughs) And therefore, she is on Bravo. Okay. And it fits. So our Bravo this week goes to Ashley Judd. Oh, girl. Because if you don't know what happened to her, please Google, but I'll tell you anyway. So she was doing some in-person relief work in the Congo. And in the dark, she slipped and fell and broke her leg like a, a lot. Like the bones were just like, no, thank you. We're out today. She broke her femur in multiple pieces. Yes. And so she was lying on the floor waiting for help for five hours. And then finally the guy got to her, gave her a stick to bite down on and reset her leg. In the middle of nowhere. Which also took five hours. And then they carried her out, put her in a little hammock, carried her across the road, what, three miles? And then put her on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. On dirt roads one guy was holding her leg at the heel she was holding her the top of her leg with both hands if you see the video on her instagram of the way that motorcycle was bouncing oh my god I have like empathy pain when I see stuff like that. And I was like, as a person who has had an injury close to as bad, I cannot imagine having to sit there for five hours in pain and then have someone set it without any sort of painkillers and then to hold your own leg up on a motorcycle with a a road that is not paved. Give her all the drugs. All of them. She earned everything. Every single one of them. So she is getting a blunt and a Bravo. Yes. Because she deserves it. Wow. Just insane. Our bad dog moment. Woof. (laughs) I'm giving it to Kenya. I know that we did not talk. Well, we did talk about it in this episode. We didn't go in depth because we were concentrating on Salt Lake City. But just her level of uncoolness is just gross. Yeah. You save all the questions. I don't think anybody would have had a problem with the whole Bolo court or whatever if it wasn't being filmed. If they were girls in private having a talk about something that happened in private, it would have been all jokes. Right. But also... I think the big issue too is she's trying to point her finger at Tanya when Tanya is in a relationship and this could really hurt her. This is the second time she's gone after Tanya for no reason. Well, I don't know if you heard, but she doesn't film after the the South Carolina trip. I did not hear that. Mm -hmm. Girl, no, I'm not giving her a blunt. I don't care how stimmy and terrible it is. She can go without. (laughs) Okay. She can go without. You can give her a jar of ash. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So that's, I think that's everything. Yeah. That's all we got for this episode. This has been Blunts and Bravo with your host, Tish and Rhonda. And you can find us on social media. If you want to give us feedback, uh, you want to give us some tea, uh, you want to say hello, you know, whatever, you can reach us at Blunts and Bravo, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can hop on over to the Insta at Blunts and Bravo, all one word. And until next time, stay, stay safe and stay baked. baked.